If you're anything like me, dental insurance isn't something you think about a lot. However, when the unexpected happens, it can help you avoid a costly dentist bill. Spirit Dental and Vision has dental plans that offer affordable rates and no waiting periods for major services. That means you can get coverage for major services like dental implants, crowns, and bridges right away instead of waiting months for your coverage to kick in. Spirit makes it easy to find the dental plan that's right for you. With other plans, you could run into high deductibles, long waiting periods, and expensive procedures might not even be covered. Plus, for a limited time, Spirit is waiving the $25 application fee. Just use promo code SPIRIT2020 at checkout. If you're looking for dental coverage made easy, visit spiritdental.com slash pod to gain a little peace of mind. That's spiritdental.com slash pod to get a quote in about 60 seconds. spiritdental.com slash pod. Visit hellsburg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in store. And right now, Get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in store for details. Hi, I'm Iris. This is Jamie. And welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. Um, hi, Jamie. So today, what are we going to be talking about? It's your Jamie. episode. <laughs> it's my episode. Um, we're going to be talking about being a bad friend. Good. That's exactly yeah. what we need to talk about today. Um, so we'll talk about being a bad friend and I don't know, like what that means. There was a really interesting article, I think, on Yahoo News because that's the best place to get the news. But it was a really good. Yeah. Are there other sources of news besides Yahoo News? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the only one. I think so, too. That and Facebook. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, Facebook and maybe BuzzFeed, too, depending on. Oh, right. Plugged Let's in not here. forget BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was an interesting article there. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, but and I found it sent you another one, too, I think. There were two. You did. You sent me another article. I don't know yeah. where that one was from. Not quite as reputable, probably, as Yahoo News, but it was also it was um, really good. Yeah, Insider. So not not quite. Not yeah, not quite, but that's okay. That's okay. It could still, you know, all news is good news. So we'll just take the news. Um, but before we get mm-hmm. into that, we can kind of catch up. I We haven't talked in like a week. I don't know, like a couple days. So um, we can catch up. So we will be right back and we'll just do some chit chat. Do you like that I named this section chit chat? Sure. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't formally name it that. I just couldn't think of anything else to call. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're going to gab. We're going (laughs) to talk about stuff not related to the topic. I don't know. Probably we will end up talking about the topic, though. That's what always happens. (laughs) Well, we end up flowing into it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, how are you? What's new? I'm good. Um, So I've become obsessed with Nexium now. Not in a, like not like you don't want to join. No, it's just fascinating, and so I've like gone and found every show. Oh yeah, found this documentary on the missing missing women of Nexium. Have you seen this? No, but that sounds like right. Seems yeah, like- it was this guy who investigated these people. women who? Huh? I said they seem like people who might kill people. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it was interesting, actually, like what they thought. I mean, it was a little, it felt a little kind of conspiracy theory, some of it, but um, it was, I mean, some of it was corroborated and people were talking for the first time on camera. So it was kind of interesting, like one was a disappearance um, and then one was, I think, a suicide with a shotgun, which is just a weird way as a woman to commit suicide with a shotgun. And then the last two were cancer, and he was trying to prove how maybe, like, they, because they were living, I guess, with Rainier, and so how he might have been, like, poisoning them. Maybe. So they developed cancer. I mean, it was kind of like, wow. Um, huh? I said that guy did a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, and then I read the FBI affidavit against him the charges that were brought. I read that whole thing. I, there was another like episode. I think you and Heidi had told me about that was from like cult and extreme beliefs. So I watched that episode. So I just been like really into Nexium. So you're fully up to date. I think so. I don't know if there's anything else out there. I haven't seen yet, but 
Well, there's podcasts that you could listen to. But... Oh, okay. Yes, that's next level. Yes, I could listen <laughs> to podcasts. Thanks for reminding me. I don't know why I forget about podcasts. We're fucking recording one right You're now. You're like, podcast? What? What's that, Iris? That's an additional source of news. <laughs> In addition to Yahoo and, and uh, Yahoo BuzzFeed, and Facebook you can and Facebook definitely Facebook. check out some podcasts. Yeah those are always right you know we should also i feel like we have to do some grieving because another source of news has been keeping up with the kardashians oh, and that is going away yeah actually like i don't really know how i feel about that um like i don't i don't want kind of over that show well that's the thing is, where like, i got yeah i don't watch it that much mm-hmm. but it also is like I'm just like, well, I like to know that it was there. <laughs> I I wanted right. to know. Right. It it's like there. no one's traveling right now, but you like knowing you have luggage. Yeah. Like, it's just nice <laughs> to know. Like, hey, there's, you know, they're living their lives out there. And I'm like, man, I kind of wanted to just not, I wanted to not watch it. But maybe occasionally catch clips of what's going on on Yahoo News. And I'm a little yeah. disappointed that I and, can't. And also, like, it's nice to know if you're really, really bored. Okay, I can watch this. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of content out there. So I have not ever gotten that bored. I was, I was doing really well this season, though, before they went on this, like, super long hiatus. Like, I was actually doing really well, like, watching it. And it's very boring. Like, it's actually a super boring show, um right and, and that's a, it's pretty amazing because they really try to make it dramatic yeah no it, well you know what it is it's like we already know everything that happens to them in their life because like that's true because it gets reported in the news and then you know the the idea I think is is then you want to watch it more like I, I well, think that and, was true the thing is, with the yeah, Chloe yes uh, yes who is exactly. what's his name that's so sad I don't even remember Kristen. his name Tristan. So with that, I think it was like, ooh, I do want to watch this. But I think most other things, it's like, oh, I already heard this about the show. Like, I already heard Courtney is lonely and maybe, like, pining for Scott. So I don't really need to see it. Well, yeah. Like, well, unless you're going to show me the behind the scenes. And I kind of think that they got to be so famous that, like, outside. There weren't any behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, except for that Courtney-Tristan thing, which she really, like, she carried last (laughs) year. She Wait, Courtney that. Tristan. Okay, oh, I don't sorry. know about this. Chloe Tristan. My bad. Oh, Chloe Tristan. Are, okay. It's too much. To I was say. like, something happened with Courtney Tristan? Oh, that would be really good. No. But, I know. Uh, uh, okay, we need to talk to the producers. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, you don't have to cancel it, but yeah, trash this, it up a little bit. Yeah, this storyline <laughs> needs to happen. Yeah. And like, I would have been interested in like, watch, like, truly seeing how uh, Kim was going to deal with the whole Kanye thing. Like, show me. Yeah, the- but of course she could not do that. Exactly. And I mean, here's the thing. I do mean, would I you do that with your that? husband on a show? I mean, no. I don't know. That's, that's wrong. no, I absolutely wouldn't. Um, so like, that's the thing is like, I totally get why you wouldn't want to do that. But then yeah, also, but that's I'm, like, so interesting. I get it. I'd want to see it too. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think that it was a good choice to cancel the show. Cause if you get, cause the only, that's gonna, true. They were going to have to really go in there. In there yeah. And, well, and it's, yeah. And if you ask yourself the question of like, this is something that's happening in my life, but I don't want to share it on the show. Then what's the point of having the show? Like, I kind of think if you're not mm. going to show us like the dirty, nasty parts of your life, I don't mm-hmm. want to watch you be rich and eat salads. Like I really don't. <laughs> I can only do so many episodes of that. Like I'm here for you know Tristan sleeping with Kylie's childhood best friend like I'm here to see you think about should you divorce your husband and also like here's the thing like one part of it it could be like wow this is like so trashy why would you want to see that but the other part of it is like he's a really famous person with a mental disease like could this be useful like is there a way that they could have framed yeah and and I think I think the Instagram post that um, Kim had about it, and and I think anytime she's talked about bipolar and just, you know, it's more complicated. I mean, yes, she doesn't go into more detail, but I do, I have to say. Yeah, I just think it's nice. I don't know if we needed her to. I think that, I think having to show like what a family goes through, like that could have been useful. But I also understand like, not wanting to do that so I could have seen a world yeah I mean she's both. handled it with such grace mm-hmm. um I have to say it's I mean I'm sure it's incredibly challenging I can't imagine yeah 
So, I mean, I definitely understand why they canceled it. I think that there's a world where this could have been, like, making... Either their show was going to be much better because they were going to truly show that. Mm -hmm. uh, Or it was just going to be, like, they continued to gloss over it and it was just going to be worse. So, I think they were like, we just don't want to go into it, so let's just cancel it. So, yeah. I think that's the best you can do. I mean, why not? It's been 20 seasons. Yeah, it has been a long time, and um, I mean, do they really need to do it anymore? What's the point there? I think the other thing is they're getting older, so that's kind of, I've always wondered, like, are they going to be, like, in their 40s and 50s doing this, and what's that going to be like? And the same thing, because if you watch any of those, like, the Housewives shows, everybody on the shows is, like, 50, and I mean, I think when you're wealthy and you have money... Well, yeah, not... so that's already been done. Are they just going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, No, I mean, but it's been done, but it's not like the Kardashians being done. Mm. I mean, I think that they're okay. And then also on top of it, it's kind of like watching Teen Mom. Do we really need to keep watching Teen Mom? No. Like, these kids are 13 years old at this point. But now people are like, well, I kind of want to see what's going to happen when the kids become teenagers. Like, I, and I think that the the Kardashians could have went that route too. Like, think about how much you've seen Kylie and Chloe grow up. They now have all these babies. So, like, what's going to happen with the you kids? Mean Kylie and I don't know. There's too many Kims. Like K's, you know, the two little ones. Chloe. Yeah, yeah. Like, not that's not Chloe. That's uh, uh, Kendall. Kendall. Thank you. Sure. I'm like, why can't I? say her name sure Kendall and Kylie but like they were babies when the show started they were so little yes and now like they're you know have they have kids one of them has a kid of their own so I mean I think that's like yes I think smart producing could have made it so that you like do it and even if you are in your 50s and 60s like there's traveling there's like there you're you're rich like everybody loves to watch rich people but like it, I think that the problem is that they were just – they're so famous that I don't think that they want to share anymore right now. And the thing yeah. is they don't want to. And so I think that made the show kind of boring. So I'm kind of like, oh, I'm a little sad that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But I mean, as okay. we talked about, I think a lot of it probably has to do with Kanye and just mm-hmm. – um, it's – yeah, they just need to be more private, I think, to help him support totally. him. Um, and I think that that's good for them. I'm going to be like – you know, now we just have to just le- listen to all the blind items. So that'll be fine. Yeah. So it'll <laughs> be interesting to see what happens, um, what replaces that. I'm sure something will come along. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it'll be a show about one of their businesses, like doing something. I oh, imagine- I wasn't even saying with them, but kind of the thing that is similar, I guess. But that's true. It could be something related to them. Yeah, like, I, I think maybe five years of no Kardashians on the TV screen, and then I think one of them will have a show. Well, I know that Chloe was really upset. She took it the hardest, and I could totally understand, because if you think about it, we're saying the one, like, juicy thing recently has been with her and Tristan, mm-hmm. and so I could see her. And then also, I mean, let's not forget Lamar and all that shit. Yeah, she and shares. She, she's really gone through the ringer on this show. And I think for her, it's probably like, oh, so I, I'm willing to do it for the show, but you guys aren't. But to be completely 100% honest with you, if they were like, yeah, the Kardashians are canceled, but we're going to be like, let's do just a show called Chloe. That sounds good to me. Cause like, actually, well, that's what I'm Chloe's saying. Great. I'm that's what I, yeah. Chloe's great. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, what I'm I saying though, interested. is that that's probably, I think most likely what would happen is something with Chloe. And I'm kind of like, great, because Courtney's boring. And so, yeah. so I'm like, great. <laughs> and they're very, they're very dramatic. I feel like, and not that Chloe isn't, but she, I, I don't know. I, I, there's something about her that feels more, I don't know. Like she really has done work where mm-hmm. I feel like Kim and I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think that's unfair. It's probably just her personality um, that I find myself more I don't know relating to but yeah I think Chloe just appreciates the show and also like I'm like I really think that the person who has like benefited the most from the show is definitely Chloe so I I agree I think she appreciates it like her brand of jeans like her revenge body show like I think that she's been able to grow in a way that maybe she wouldn't have like if there wasn't a show 
she probably would have just been Kim's sister. And, like, we probably wouldn't know too much about her. Um, I think Kylie has definitely, like, been super lucky to have been on the show, too. Because I think that that's that true. Like, helped her brand. But I think that she seems like more of a private person. Like, I think she's just more private, doesn't want to deal with it. And actually, why? Well, she doesn't have to. Yeah, like, I don't even know I'm saying that. Like, the Kardashians are not going to listen to the show. I don't have to be nice. Kylie, to me, seems like a brat. Um, Like, she kind of, she even calls herself, she's like, I'm a self-made millionaire. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. No, you are not. Like, and I just kind of feel like I would never say that. So that's probably why. she's a self-made millionaire and that she was given millions of dollars. Yes, yes. If somebody gave me a million dollars, then then I would (laughs) also be a self-made millionaire. Right, right. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes and my yes same like if my dad gave me a million dollars and was like here you go I'd be like me too like I'm a self-made <laughs> your dad is an Olympian and you're you're related to the Kardashians stop it just stop so she annoys me so actually I'm like also like bored and annoyed with her too um so yeah like I'm good like it was kind of like oh I'm sad that it's kind of like not gonna be there mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of a boring show anyway. So yeah, anyway, something else, else will come else? along. Oh, I watched so many other things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else new with you? Mm, I don't know. I think that's a good, that's a good amount of what's new with me. <laughs> what about that's you, good. Iris? What's new with you? Nothing is new. Okay. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh my I gosh. Don't know. I oh no. Okay. I didn't forget. So, I was, this is just a like random thought I was thinking about today, mm-hmm. just today, actually, about the Enneagram. And I was like, Oh, no, you were just I... thinking about the Enneagram today. I was no, no, I was about thinking this about this. Day. Okay. No, no, I was just talking about this, per- thinking about this particular thing. Oh, okay. Um, no, I think about the Enneagram all the I time. Oh, you're so into it. You've got me so know, into yeah. it. I'm thinking about everything in terms of what people yeah, any I, I think because I just keep saying to people like well what's your number like even just random strangers like what <laughs> do you know you're going up on the street what's your number <laughs> yeah if you don't know your number I can't be friends with you because that might be problematic for me so sorry um but also like as a side note I do think it's helping me interact with people because like knowing now for instance like mm-hmm. Katie knowing now that Katie is an eight I had it a lot of like so much sense it does. And also it really helps me in like how I engage with her. Yeah. And so like a lot of the things that kind of like initially before like would be kind of like annoying or frustrating to me. Like yesterday we had a conversation like on Instagram about mm-hmm. something and I was just like, she said something and I was just like, yeah, I disagree. I was like, I'm just doing this cause it works for me. And she was like, yeah, that makes sense. And like, she was fine with it. And like, I kind of think normal people who are not an eight would be kind of like feel that me saying that or like, expressing it in that way would have kind of like seemed aggressive oh yeah like no she just sees that as direct I'm sure as exactly so Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is like actually better like I know that I can just be like nope no no and that's okay with her so it's really helped me because then I don't really respect you for that actually yeah and I don't feel like there's any underlying context or anything else because I think that's as a six that's really what I'm always thinking I'm like well are you saying this to me but you really mean something else um, and so I like that, like I think about that all the fucking time. But the nice thing that I'm realizing with like knowing people, I'm like, I feel like I can sort of understand the person's intentions more. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps anyway, but that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> what I was talking about is like, do you think that you've always been a one? Um, now we've talked now, one of the cool things about Enneagram is like how, depending on if you're healthy or unhealthy, you can look like other numbers. Sure. So I think that's where the difference is because I generally think, and I think this is true with Myers-Briggs that we, this is about personality and generally our personality stays pretty similar. Um, Now some changes do happen. Like I'm definitely more introverted than I was when I was younger, but I actually always was. I just didn't express that part of myself. I kind of hid that. Cause I thought something was wrong with it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I would say people say the same. So I don't, I, for me personally would have to disagree. I don't <gasps> think that I've always That's been not okay. Iris, I'm not. An eight. No, 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 not you. I don't, I can't talk to you and your experience. Um, I'm only focused on myself. Uh, 
Um, no, I just don't think I've always been a six. I was literally just thinking about it and like thinking about like how worried I get about stuff now and like how I really think about things a lot. I definitely have not always been this way. Um, I really haven't always been this way. And like, you've only known me recently. So I think ever since we've been friends, I've, I, I think I've been a six oh, since I was always been there and you just haven't like, it hasn't been revealed. Like it, is this no. always the place you were meant to get? I don't know. I think that I've had like some, I think, so this is really briefly not a life history, but I think when I was younger, so like I have a really good friend who like you have not, well, you met her at my birthday, but you probably didn't get to talk to her. Is she the one uh, that, um, Anaka. um, that's the one that yes. I really, I, I, um, know, know the least probably of the people yes. that were there. Yeah. Um, so she and I have been friends for like 20 plus years mm-hmm. and like, we met I definitely was I we I, we met in middle school and I definitely think that I was an eight I really think that I was like for real hmm. an eight um but then but could that like, be the unhealthy when you're a six and you're unhealthy do you act like an eight uh yes actually, well so there yes. you go yeah. so that's what I was saying but I genuinely didn't feel anxiety like it so for one that but then also like even in high school like I wouldn't worry about stuff like I would be like cool like I, I never follow the rules. So like a six would fee- be like, I need to follow these rules in order to remain safe. So something never- happened and it made. Yes. Okay. And that's what I was thinking about during my car ride this morning, because in high school, like I would be the person who'd be like, let's ditch class today. Let's show up to rehearsal really wasted. And that's fine. Let mm. me lie to my mom about where I'm going to let me date a guy who's like 25 years old and don't care that I might be raped and murdered because he's an adult and probably a killer. Never crossed my mind. Never thought about it. But then, and I never like save money. Like I would spend, I would spend, I would like, like when, even when Mike and I first started dating, like he would drop me off Mm -hmm. and then I would be like, cool, I'll see you later. I'd be like, yeah, but I can't hang out tomorrow because I have to go to work. And then like, I, he'd call me the next day and be like, how was work? And I'd be like, oh, you know what? Like I ended up going out drinking um, and I didn't get home until five o'clock this morning. So I just didn't go. Like I would never fucking do that. (laughs) I would never do that now. But, like, I was just thinking about, like, how fucking reckless I would be. Like, I would be, like, yeah, like, I owe, like, I had to work so hard in my mid-20s to fix my credit because I would just be, like, cool. Like, I'm going to spend all my money, never save anything. Like, don't even fucking pay my bills. Like, if I have a bill, like, if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. It is what it is, whatever. Like, I remember at a certain point, I literally lived in an apartment, and I didn't want to pay my fucking hot water, my, like, people's gas bill so I just lived there for six months without hot water and I just took cold showers or if I really wanted to take a hot one I'd go to my friend's house so I don't think no I have not always been a six I mean thank god that I'm a six now because <laughs> just talking about that just gave me anxiety but yeah no I'm really, really trying to pinpoint like what maybe like experiencing all of that made me a six because I was like I really need to worry about myself a little bit more but now I think maybe I'm overly worried but yeah I was just thinking about mm-hmm. I was thinking about that and I was like I'm gonna ask Jamie how she feels but it sounds like you feel like you've always been a one. So that's good. I've definitely always been a one. Yeah, I would say I, I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I've, yeah, I don't even know how, how to explain <gasps> that. I know that. Um, like, no. But I have. Yeah, I mean, I think some of it is because I'm very similar to my mom. And I think she could possibly be a one as well. Oh, my mom is she's definitely a four. like also about change. Um, and she would do this in her relationships too. Uh, but my, it worked with my dad, <laughs> what she did. Like, for example, this is like such a crazy, but funny, but maybe more crazy story. Like they met in college and she was a better student than him, but he started doing better after he, they started dating. They were friends for a while sure. and then they dated. Cause she would be like, well, we can hang out, but I'm going to the library to study. So like you can come and study too if you want, but like that's what we're going to be doing. And then he would write her love letters and she would Aww. send them back corrected. Stop it. <laughs> it's such a one thing to do, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. So, you know, I think maybe some of that, like it, and, and I would say other people like my grandfather. So when my mom was a kid, she would come home with an A and he would say, what? No, A plus. So I think it's just like in the generations in my ancestors. Um, yeah. So I think we're bred to be a one. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mother is definitely a four. 
my dad is probably an eight so ah okay yeah. so you're in the middle then that's where you meet yeah. in the middle the six yeah that well, makes sense because I have- because I have anxiety about both of them, probably. I think, but I definitely uh-huh. think that I was, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I, I think I became an eight because I thought, I mean, a, a six, because I think that I felt like the only way to be like a successful adult was to be a six. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to Maybe. get out of that. When we were talking about it yesterday, um, like about like relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was like, and the I was nap like, I ministry. I was, I was like, like oh I cannot do that. I know, I, like, I, I know, I, I feel like I really relate to that, Iris, because I feel like when I was at where you are at, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, I was, I'm not gonna yeah. be, I, I don't even see a future, I, it, well, and what's crazy is like, I was like, yeah, like, this sounds like really nice to take a nap, and then I was like, Heidi was like, well, this is what you have to do, and I literally, to be completely honest, didn't even read her message, like, I read it short <laughs> But I was just like, I'm not going to relax. Like, I just know myself. And, and well, honest, that's like, okay like, that you feel that way now. I think to ha- to know that that could change, though, even yeah, though it feels to. so permanent right now for you, because I felt that way, too, and I was doing so many jobs, and I could have never imagined doing one job like I am now and being in my own business. I would never thought that would ever happen. So we just don't I know where like we en- was, we're going to uh, end up. Yeah. But I even talk about having my own business too. Mm-hmm. And I think even when I talk about having my own business, it's never just one business. I just don't well, think when that- you have your own business too, it's really hard because in some ways, because it's like you, the work never stops. Like you. This year has us all wanting to be healthier and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Literally, right. you just always keep working. So it is, yeah. it is almost yeah. harder in but some ways to rest. I fucking do, because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> like, I'm literally about to have two full-time jobs. Why? Just because. Because why not? Oh, gosh, Iris. <laughs> I'm just like, I have downtime. Like, I'm, I'm free. Um, I, I mean, know. maybe for like, the winter with coronavirus, it could work. And then you'll have to reassess. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But then when I think about it, like, I'm like, I keep being like, I was talking to Heidi about it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe I'll just do this for a couple months because I was like, you know, I could pay my tax bill. And I was like, and then I can pay off whatever credit cards I have. But then I was like, but then also like after I do that, if I just work for another like four months, then I could save $20,000. But then I started thinking like, well, if I could do it for four months and save $20,000. Yeah, this is where you get in trouble. Yes, I'm a complete crazy person. So like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I am also a person who like, I thank goodness that I have MS. (laughs) Not really. But like, I'm really aware of it. That makes you slow down. it does. Like, if and I as you get older, stressed, that's going to continue to increase. Yes, I would I'll be assume. like, nope, I'm done. Like, if I feel very yeah. stressed, I, I will and be. I like, think I, that's part of what happened to me too. Like, I started having like my body became more and more sensitive. Yep. Yeah. So, like, if I'm feeling, I I do have an off button. So, I think that's really nice. I'm a six with boundaries. I'm an adventurous six with the boundaries, um, because I will tell people like this is too much. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm not a two, which is great. Like, I think that that would be worse is to be somebody who would just keep going. I won't do that. Mm. Um, I do have like a level of being like, okay, well, this is this is done. Um, so that's good. I'm happy for myself for that. But anyway, that's it. Just been thinking a lot about the Enneagram. Okay. Yeah. Never going to stop fucking hearing about this ever. (laughs) I'm going to just talk about it all the time. I can't stop myself. Um, but anyway, let's get into our topic. Good. Hello, I'm back. Sorry, Mike's yelling in the background. Oh, wonderful. Um, okay, so let's jump into your topic. Yeah, so, you know, I think what I, one of the things that I found so interesting about this is that what I realized was, is that we've all been the bad friend. Totally. And Absolutely. I, yeah, and I think that's so important, you know, in looking at these, you know, lists of Seven or 11 reasons why you're a bad friend. I mean, it's like, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I mean, it, it reminds me of a, a book I really like called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And in it, he yes, talks about, 
I haven't read it yet. Yeah. He talks about being less wrong. We're just trying to be less wrong. And I really feel like that is so attainable <laughs> versus, and, and that's such a good part of being a healthy one because a, a, an unhealthy one wants to be perfect, wants to not have any failure. Um, but I think it's so much more attainable to say, I'm just trying to be less wrong here. And I think that's what we try to do in our relationships too, in our friendships. Mm-hmm. And when we're younger, oh my gosh, we're horrible. Oh, for sure. We're just Absolutely. bad. And we don't, and we just don't know. Um, and I, and obviously that is a little bit of a uh, generalization. That's not true for everybody. Um, but yeah, and I think we we also live in a culture that doesn't promote having long-term relationships, does promote us being bad friends. So what do you think, like, uh, what things about our culture do you feel like promote being bad friends? Uh, for example, we are a pleasure-seeking culture, and we're mm-hmm. supposed to avoid pain. So a lot of times, when we've talked about this before with a, a friend, it's like, oh gosh, this thing happened and it bothers me or I need to really talk to this person about this thing and instead we might just drop them or ghost them or just, you know, not talk about it and have it be really awkward. So I think that's one way. I think another way is that we believe in, we are are, um, promoted to want instant gratification. So when we don't get something that we want, again, there's just a sense of like, oh, move on. It doesn't matter. What's the point? Um, Or it's like we might make plans with a friend, but then a better option comes along. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, sorry, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, I mean, well, well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. It's always used to just be like, I agree. I kind of agree. But then also I think that our culture is like, I think sometimes it's contradictory. So I think that Mm. on one hand, we're saying like, yes, you're right. I even think that if something is not serving you, then you should just be like, okay, well, this is not working. Bye. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast is like, uh, maybe we're talking about entanglements or something like that, where we were saying like, how do you decide when you're tired of trying? And maybe that's something that's up a couple of times. So I think that like there has been and probably never will be a clear way to decide if this is like working or not, or like, have you tried or not? And I think then we get into our heads about like, maybe I should have tried more or maybe I shouldn't have. And I I think that's the tough part is that there's no answer because on one hand we are trained like in our culture that if something's not serving you, you should move on. Like you shouldn't continue to do something Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. isn't working. Um, But then also I think a lot of our culture here in America, even if like sometimes it's obnoxious and annoying is like, it's very much a sense of being told that you should have family and connections. Um, I think that like, mm. for, so for me, it is like, I, I, think, I, I think that's true, but I think it depends. Yeah. I've yeah. never, so like if, and I guess that's another thing about, cause we're like, so individual in this particular culture. So I don't think yeah. that is true that everybody gets that message. Yeah. I think we're individuals, but I think that like, Every so speaking from what what I'm interpreting America to be the mm-hmm. American culture, um, and particularly maybe I'll also shame, say this as an African American person, it is very much a part about being a part of the tribe. In my opinion, mm. um, my mother will be the first person to tell you like my brother annoys the absolute shit out of me (laughs) but she'll be the first person to say well he's your brother like you should help him he's your brother you should call him and offer him support my dad I fucking can't stand him 90% of the time my mother absolutely fucking hates him they had like a really like abusive kind of relationship Mm. and they got a divorce she hates him but my mother will be the first person to say well like he's still your father you should talk to him so like for me lots of shoulds huh yeah, yeah, you should. She doesn't force me to do it because uh, I'm like her child who is very much so like, yeah, okay, great, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, no, the answer is no, but I still love you. Thanks. Um, I don't do that whole thing with her. Like she offers a lot of shoulds and I've learned to just be like, I've got to focus on like what I think is better for myself. That's kind of been another part of probably becoming a six is being like in my bubble of like what makes me feel good and feel safe. I think I'm very aware of that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but for me, like culture, the culture that I've experienced and like what I have always thought 
and been raised to think is an ideal is like, yes, you should be a strong person. But like one of the things, and I, I think this is like universal, but I, and I think I've heard people of multiple nationalities and races say this, um, is it takes a village or like, like I I've heard that. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of thought behind that, especially with black people in this country, probably. And I think Jewish people too, you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. This, you are Jewish mm-hmm. um, and I am black. Look at that. But I think there's a lot of that, like, and maybe that's what I've really held on to is like, it's tough to figure out when you should give up on people. So mm-hmm. like for me, I, th- and maybe that's where like, I, I have a lot of sense of guilt about like, I always second guess like, Oh, should I have ended that friendship? Like we've even talked about it on this podcast. Like yeah. maybe it should have been more clear. Maybe I should have done this. I always think that. Um, and I do think there's a lot of individualism here. Like it's definitely, that but I think that like particularly as a minority and as a woman for me it's always been about who you're connected to who your tribe is who your people are Mm -hmm. and not having a sense of community has been really really difficult for me um and so that's why but I do still think based on us trying to live our own lives the goal the the ideals set forth by friendship I think that's where the problem comes in why a lot of us end up being like not good friends and I saw a lot of like really good language about this. And then I felt really conflicted about it during COVID. And like, one of the things was, you know, like just because you haven't heard from one of your friends during COVID doesn't mean that they're a bad friend. It just means they're dealing with their own shit. But then also I'm like, but if you were, but then like my soul, like my soul who, and I think we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but we were texting about it, um, about being like, I'm the type of person where like, I'm so like, I'm watching you for signs that you care about me, not you, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, if I, I know me, like I reached out to everyone. So like for me, when I don't receive that in return, um, and this even goes back to the friend that we talked about during our race in America podcast, when I don't receive that in return, it makes me feel like you don't value our friendship. And so one part of me is kind of like, is that a good boundary to set? Like, is that okay? Or should it be more like what everyone's saying is like, people are going through their own shit during COVID. And I think that's where I get conflicted. And that's why I think Mm. like a lot of us end up in the bad friend territory, because what's going to be a bad friend for you or like what your standards are may not necessarily be what might be the standard for somebody else. And I think we talked with Kristen. And um, this this is what I would. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, just to answer your question, I think you got to validate what you're feeling and who you are Mm -hmm. as a person and your personality. And, um, I do think where we get caught up is, is, and I said, I just, I texted this to you yesterday is that we do take it very personal. A lot of times we, we, especially you people like you and I who are really sensitive to being liked and have had bad experiences. Um, and Laurel would probably be in this place too. Um, that we, uh, thinking, what did I do? Right. And when in reality, it's typically has nothing to do with us or at least 50% of the time, I would say. Um, but that's just not, and that's also not how I was raised. I also think this is ancestral and generational because my mom used to tell this story about how she was slighted by her two friends. And it just became this narrative of like not being worthy enough and I really think that I internalized that as a kid Mm -hmm. yeah no I agree and my mom was very like she my mother is very like a person who does and my dad too my dad has zero friends um but he's Mm -hmm. okay with that Mm -hmm. um he doesn't actually care he just hangs out with like his family and then he has a cousin he's an only child and he has a cousin so he hangs out with his male cousin a lot um and he fun fact you grew up with and used to be very, very good friends up until the first trial, like really good friends with R. Kelly. Um, like, oh. they were, yeah, they went to high school together. We're super close. Well, good like for him for cutting that. Well, yeah, because like I was the same age of like when this all happened, I was the same age as those victims. And like, I think I told you this story about how like one day I was walking home from school mm-hmm. and I knew him and he was like, Hey, like I can give you a ride home. And I like called my mom. I beeped her because mm-hmm. I had a little cool blue mm-hmm. beeper. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey mom, I said, dad's friend is here. Like I didn't, I knew who he was and I was like, Oh, it's cool that he's famous. Um, but I knew yeah. him. like I had known him since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, is it okay if I do that? And my mom was like, absolutely not. Do not get in the car with him. And then my mom called my dad, even though again, she hates him mm-hmm. and was like, 
tell him don't ever talk to Iris again in public. Wow, it, what a wonderful there. protector. My mom, well, my mother had a lot and of sexual Andrew's abuse. Too. I mean, those, he, so she's both, just not, and, and yeah, both of them. Yeah, that's that's um, such a great healing moment to have. Yeah. So anyway, but like my mom has always been like, my mother has been very, and I think this is what you're saying is right. My mom has always had like friends and my dad does not. My mom has, has friends, a lot of friends, but she's very wary of people. Like I think. Exactly. Right. Right. So I think. Very wary of people. Right. So I do agree. Like I. Right. So then you take it more personal because you're trying to make sense of it and you want it to be different and you don't want to feel what you're feeling. Um, I think I know maybe as a therapist but with my own growth have really um worked on that a lot so it doesn't feel so personal but it's taken a lot to realize that I mean it and those old patterns are still there sometimes you know where I will ask like well what happened what did I do um yeah but it's just you know there's so much more going on than ourselves you know it reminds me of a supervisor who once told me like you know you're just not that important Jamie and I really needed to hear that. It was perfect. Okay, I, I know good. I know it might seem negative, but I needed to hear that because I was like, oh, I fucked up this client's life. And he's like, you're a drop in the bucket. Like there's so many other things going on for this person. It's going to yes. be okay. And I think it's that's true when it comes to friends. We're, totally. we're In some ways, we're a drop in the bucket. And sometimes it does have to do with us, but we we there's really nothing we can do unless the other person wants to have a dialogue with us about it if they don't right. then they don't right yeah and i think that that's the biggest issue not an issue but i think that's the biggest thing is like and that's what i meant earlier when i was saying it's like very conflict because like exactly up in the bucket that's so hard right because we are so like i'm a special snowflake so i don't know what you're talking <laughs> right. about. like i'm super right um but right. like yeah like you are in the grand scheme of things, like not a big deal in this person's tapestry of their life for the most part. Um, or just one part of it. Are, you right. might be important, but one part of other, All many other important things. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think like it, one of the things that's really hard, but also is that, but also really important, at least for me, is that like, I think I'm always super hyper aware that I'm not that important in the grand scheme of people's lives. And I like, I, I have always felt like that. But one of the things that's been like really powerful for me moving into like feeling like I'm getting towards being a true adult because um, mm-hmm. um, I still don't feel like a full grown up yet, but I'm getting there. Um, I think one of the things that's been important for me is like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm not everything like everything. Every person's reaction like could have like absolutely nothing to do with me. Like they just are on their right, own path. Right. But what I think that I I'm always so much thinking about other people. Um, and like making sure that I'm kind of like, not necessarily being nice. I'm not going to say that I'm not always trying to be nice, but I'm always like thinking about my interactions with other people. And so I think that like one of the things that I've tried to think about is like, I'm not that important to their life. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but what is, what is most important is that like, I am the star of the Irish show and yeah, like, even though like maybe I'm not like a big deal to this person, but how they're making me feel yes you can still validate what you feel absolutely that's That's all that's that's like that's the perfect balance yeah yeah and so like Mm -hmm. that is important to me and I think that's kind of where other people probably feel the same way and so that's how I think we talk ourselves into this ledge and at least for Uh me like Uh being a person who's super indecisive um and I can go I can go back and forth about things a lot it's hard for me to come to a conclusion about stuff um but I'm trying to get better at that. And what I think that I'm doing is like making better boundaries for me. So even if like my interaction with said person left me feeling like shit, but it really had nothing to do with me. Said person is having a bad day. Um, they've had other things going on in their life. Or like maybe I did something that kind of triggered a reaction mm-hmm. out of them. That is all super important. And I think that we should all like be conscious of that. But at the end of the day, like that person I, I walked you. away from that feeling like shit. And yeah. I think that I need to validate that. So there's yeah. this really crazy ass show on TBS that I've been watching called The Lost Resort. Okay. And you would love it. It's the worst thing. <laughs> These people have gone really immersive. I want to say therapy, but I don't really know if it is. It's like mm-hmm. he- it's healing. It's it's okay. the healing. That's a better way to say. It. So there's like a sex healer there, and there's just like a chakra healer. So they're all healers. Hmm. Nobody is saying. I think there's one person who's a therapist and she's in charge, but everybody else is. Of a course. Healer. 
Um, and they're like doing shit where they're taking drinks and they're like, it's like Ipecac. They're like vomiting it up to vomit out the pain. And I'm like, this is wow. wild, wild, that's... wild ride. Oh, that's um, something. It's something. And, but it's all about like the energy. So I'm watching this and I'm like, this is really crazy. But like one of the things that the woman who's like a sex healer um, mm-hmm. said last night when I was watching the show is they were talking about boundaries. And one of the things she said is like, your boundary is a contract with yourself. And you are, you are the only person who can violate your boundaries by not saying something. You need to be the person to Mm. set the boundaries, have that contract with yourself. And if somebody crosses that boundary, you need to be the person to speak up and say something because that's you protecting your boundary. And I really like that. Like for me, that really works. Like having a boundary and it's like, it's my own boundary. Maybe other people would be cool if you came up to them and pinched their nipples. That doesn't work for me. I don't like that. Um, and so you may still do that. And so you have crossed, but me not saying anything or laughing it off, that's a violation to myself. And I think that what I'm trying to do is like, like you said, like for me, I was not raised with an individual culture. Like it was really like, there's a really interesting, if you are watching Lovecraft still, I think on the second episode, um, there's a bunch of like white people who are like racist and yeah, they, yeah. Okay, so she did I you see this episode. okay where the where the main girl I can't remember what her name is but she's so pissed off that she comes out yes and she grabbed okay but yes I saw uh, Nina's post I don't yes know if you're and yes that. exactly that's what I'm referencing is the way that the the without words spoken they all were her community and her tribe together with her a lot of most black people are really raised this way and it can be really detrimental to us sometimes I know Nina and I could talk to you about that for hours because Mm. there is a lot of like watch out for each other you're Mm -hmm. you are your brother's Mm -hmm. keeper you are truly responsible for these other people and it's because of things like this that you're seeing on the tv show raised like having to look out for uh it's a protective response to survival yes um Yes. And I think that has made me like really sensitive to being like helpful and like wanting help and like always like truly being there for people, but like sometimes to my own detriment. So it's Mm -hmm. been like really helpful for me to work on that. And like when she said like your boundaries are a contract with yourself, I was like, that's true because my boundaries are going to be my boundaries. Somebody else might be comfortable with things that I'm not comfortable with. And that doesn't make me weird or, you know, a bad friend. It just means that that doesn't work for me. And there's a Mm -hmm. like, while you are dropping the bucket and like, and like we were talking about earlier, you don't want to feel like people are replaceable, you know, like, Oh, just move on instant gratification. There's a straddling line of being like, what you're doing does not serve me and make me happy. And I think that's kind of what I've been working with. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's figuring out like, again, we talked about this, like, when is it worth it to work it out, talk it out? And when is it like, this is a dead, this is done. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Just figuring out, like sure. when is the work worth it? Um, yeah. And well, I think, it's hard. I think yeah. relationships are one of the hardest things to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we spend a lot of time worrying about our romantic relationships um, and not a lot of time worrying about our friendships, which could make you a yeah. bad, like a lot of the things that we both saw on the list were like, oh, I do that. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, so some of the things that I'm doing that are on this bad friend list. So Jamie, do you want to read what the list is? Well, here's what that. I was thinking. I think we should do that next time. I think we should do a deep dive. Like this is a deep enough dive that we can do another episode. Sure. That sounds good. So I think we should talk more about next time, which ones we identify with the most, which ones we've done the longest. That's my thought. Okay. That sounds good. Um, Yeah. And we could even keep the question for then, or we could do the question now. What do you think? Um, Let's keep the question for then. We'll just do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think that that's a good thing. I because like I was gonna say to you should read and then it, talk about it, but yeah, that's a good yeah. Thing and then we can have some more time to really think about like how are we really a bad friend, right? <laughs> yeah, how have we been? But the point is, is that you know we don't have to be in shame about it because we've all done it. And mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I have learned is that it's actually a lot of times it's not as important what we do, but it's about what we do after we do the thing. Um, and if we're, if we're able to bring it to some beautiful repair that can actually grow the relationship. So it's not like we should avoid doing bad things or conflict. And, and the reality is we can't because we're human beings. Um, but how do we show up after? Yes, absolutely. And then also I think another thing to think about to be contrary is to say like some of the things that are on the list that maybe you do like 
Mm-hmm. Is that bad? Like, yeah, like, yeah, true. Like, true. Do you feel bad? It, it or is that based okay? on situation? Like the uh, situational could be, yeah. No, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, because like some of the stuff I was reading, I was like, "Yep, I do this," and I was like, "But I'm not going to stop." I was like, "I feel like, this is, <laughs> I, like I think that this is like actually fine, and I'm going to keep doing it because that is a boundary contract that I have set with myself, and I feel good about it." And I kind of think like we could talk about that a little bit more, but. I'm really kind of getting to the place of being like, you can just take that or leave it. Like, I'm going to be my best self. And like, either you like me, my best self, uh, or you don't. And that's okay. I mean, obviously, if I say something that offends you, and it's like truly hurtful, sure. But I think a lot of the things on the list are super general. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe that's just like how I am. And there's always, and the words of my, my guy whose name I cannot even freaking remember now, but he is a gem. I'm going to try to look it up so I can talk about it next time. But he's this cute man, and he's from this, I think he's from Parks and Rec, maybe. I don't know what his name is, but he's adorable. And Okay, there's said, a couple adorable people uh, No, he's like an older gentleman, and he's very sassy, and he's Southern. Anyway, and I think he must be, I think he's queer. Um, but anyway, he, said, he was listening to that new Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion song, the WAP song, which is like, you, I don't know, you may not know what the song is, but mm-hmm. he was talking about it. And he said, well, it's like a very, like, it's kind of a dirty language song. So he was listening to it and giving <laughs> a reaction. And he goes, well, you know what I always say? Every trash can has its lid. And that's what I think. Like, every trash can has its lid. Nice. Somebody's going to be cool with the crazy shit that you do, as long as you're cool with it. We're going to tell you what the bad friend list says. But it's up to you to decide if you really truly think that that's bad or not. Or if it's, like, something you're willing to work on. Because maybe you're like, eh, this is my trash can be my lady. yeah yeah hmm. I like that mm-hmm. me too I mm-hmm. thought it was funny so yeah. such a southern sassy <laughs> pants thing to say it's like that and like what's the other one like bless her heart like all of those yeah things. yeah so good love those. yeah anyway anything else to talk about this time around I don't think so I'm really excited for us to do another deep dive or a further deep dive into this and I think it'll be really good me too. I think it'll be really good. And I can't yeah. wait to talk about this list of bad friend things. We should talk yeah. about the list. There's two yeah, lists. We'll great. talk about all of them. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Talk to you soon. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Studying a master's degree in Sweden brings connections, new ideas, and new perspectives on the problems facing our societies and every one of us. At Lund University, one of Scandinavia's oldest and broadest research universities, we educate future changemakers in our more than 100 international master's programs. Find out how Lund University is working to improve the world and how you can join us at www.lunduniversity.lu.se slash join us. Visit hellsburg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in store. And right now, Get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details.